one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Myself, John Norman and Steve Harmison looking back at the final of the Cricket World Cup. You're listening to Following On. Well, if you're listening to the show, you no doubt know Australia have become champions. Six-time champions. They have defeated India by six wickets um, in a low-scoring encounter. Uh, Travis Head hit 137, uh, which is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, India bowled out for 240, never really getting going after Rohit Sharma was dismissed. 76 for two inside 10 overs at that stage. And uh, they essentially batted in first gear for the remaining 41. 240 all out, 66 from KL Rahul, who batted for 107 deliveries and hit 1-4. Virat Kohli, 54, um, but it was his dismissal, really, that ended India's uh, chances of getting a score around 300, and they needed one. For despite uh, early wickets with the new ball in swinging conditions that were helpful to uh, Bumrah and Shami, who picked up all three, once Travis Head and Minus Labashain got to Australia through to due time, it uh, just became a foregone conclusion. So I suppose it's fitting that a tournament that will be remembered for the amount of one-sided games, had one final one-sided match. Australia have won. They've beaten India by six wickets. And myself and Steve Harmison are going to work out why. Story of the day. So, Harmy, there we go. Uh, it wasn't a classic, although Travis Head's innings arguably was. Yeah, it was very good, was it? Shades of 2019. The euphoria of England was the only thing that Got me jumping for joy about that final in, in England. And again, Travis Head's the only real... Well, I'm not saying the only really thing that got me jumping for this final because I thought Pat Cummins was absolutely brilliant, not only as captain, but by, led by example with a with a ball that, you know, I expected a one-sided final, but I didn't expect it this way. And when Pat Cummins won the toss and bowl first, I was scratching my head thinking, ooh... Just wonder, looking at that surface, a lot of talk, a lot of talk in India, especially from the locals, that Ashwin was going to play. You know, they, they didn't have Mohammed Siraj in the team. 
Um, there was even some commentators saying Siraj hadn't even marked his run-up. So if you're looking at that, you're thinking possibly model thinking, not understanding the surface, not reading the surface, and did the surface come back to haunt um, India? You know, you've got to play at that stadium. And I remember talking a few days ago with Alan Brazil on The Breakfast Show and saying the final's going to be at Ahmedabad, but it'll not be on a great pitch. It's like playing... You know, the final of the FA Cup has to be played at Wembley, but playing on a non-league pitch, that's what it's like in Ahmedabad. So it was always going to be that, going to be hanging over the final, that the actual occasion itself will be let down by the surface, and I think it was. I don't think it suited India. India didn't play the best cricket on it, and I think fair play to Australia. Yeah, they feel it like demons at the start. Um, they put the ball in the right area, even when Rowett was going strong. And then, you know, they the, the planned accordingly for the surface that they were playing on, i.e. slow ball bounces were difficult to get away. They bowled straight. If you if you look at the card or you look at the dismissals, seven dismissals were either caught by the wicketkeeper, LBW or bold. That tells you the bold in and around that top of off stump area and give a bat in nothing to hit. And that was how they got... India to 240, and then when they came out to bat, you look at Travis Head and you think, if Warner or Head can hang around for the best part of 20 overs, that's going to put a hole in this target to potentially leave for Maxwell English to come in if they need power, if they need you know six and over, eight and over, because obviously the run rate wasn't something to worry about. But they could buy themselves some time with two quality test players, i.e. Smith and Labashin. So... It was arguably the perfect game for Australia. They won the toss. That went in their favour. They bowled beautifully. That went in their favour. They fielded brilliantly. Again, something that went in their favour. And their one power batter that they needed to shine, whether it was Warner ahead, Marsh at the top, or Maxwell at the end, if need be, one of them stood up and be counted. And what an innings it was from Travis Head. It was, it was brilliant. And you just look, John, after two games in this competition, Australia were, were rock bottom. One of their players wasn't even into the in in the tournament because he head was was at home recuperating from a, a hand injury, and after a, a long ashes, a tough time in South Africa, everybody wrote Australia off saying they can't play spin. Adam Zampa was not very good. Why didn't not pick Nathan Lyon? And and a long time later, because this World Cup's gone on for a hell of a long time, yeah, we are now crowned in Australia as champions. It was brilliant. Yeah, they were phenomenal, as much as it pains all of us English to say. Do you think there'll be any regrets from India and the way they went about things? I mean, I'm not going to pick out, pick on KL Rahul. I'm sure there'll be, you know, millions of Indians doing it. He did top score. But when you look at an innings that was 107 balls in duration and there was just one four hit, that doesn't, that doesn't happen very often, does it? Not in one day cricket. No, it doesn't. But I think if you rewind... 18 months, Australia were in a position in Adelaide where they thought, hey, and we're all scratching our heads going 170, semi-final of the World Cup. What on earth are you doing? You said 200 is, 200 is still below par, even in a 20-over game. And they only got 170. You know, you look at this innings, and you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you throw India in, not quite in the South Africa boat as them choking, but the biggest stage, again, of... They've, they haven't they haven't utilized the game plan that served them so well in the tournament. They really haven't. And Kyle Raul, yes, we can look at 66 one boundary off 107 balls. 
he can also go, there was carnage happening around him. You know, you know the shots that other people were playing. You know, he, Coley was unlucky, but Ayer didn't hang around. You know, Yadav didn't didn't have a hang around. Yadav, I mean, Jadeja came in before Surikuma Yadav. All these things that has been working so well seem to go out the window for India. So, yes, we could say Carroll probably should have pressed the accelerator button a little bit quicker than he actually did. But when you when you look at it, if he did do that and Australia took their chance, which you know the field was exceptional, then they might not have gotten to 240 and the game would have been even more one-sided contest. So at least to give them a score to go at. And at 47 for three, when Smith walks out, you go, hold on, 130,000 people. Yeah, Kiro might have just played the match winning innings, but mm. it obviously it wasn't meant to be. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review, or you can now tweet us at cricket underscore TS. As well as that, you can now also watch us on YouTube. So for regular cricket insight from the likes of Bumble, Goffey and Harmy, live cricket commentary and exclusive video content that you can't find anywhere else, search for the TalkSport Cricket YouTube channel. Time to get back to the show. How important do you think it is that India... Breeze through those 10 games. Whereas Australia, they lost the first two. They came through a close one against New Zealand, came through a close one against Afghanistan. Should have beat against Afghanistan. Sorry? Should have beat against Afghanistan. Yeah, and then actually the game against England was quite close as well. How much does that help? And the semi-final against South Africa. How much do you think that helped as opposed to India just kind of, you know, flicked everyone aside and then the first moment they were put under pressure, they kind of didn't seem to know what, how to deal with it. Yeah, and that's... A lot of people were waiting for that. You know, there was Everybody was expecting this one-sided affair final because expected the way India have played 10 games, they're just going to breeze through it. Um, but when you do have the up-and-down tournament, that, you know, the roller coaster that Australia have had, then that stands them in good stead in tight moments, tight pressurized moments when you're standing in the field, and there's a there's a good over from Stark, there's a good over, there's a good over from one end, a good over from the other end, and then when the new bowler, another the, the over, the third over starts after two good overs, you know you can hear the field, look, big shot coming, pressure's on this batter, you know the run rate's getting higher, you know the run rate's not going anywhere, he's digging a hole for himself, all these phrases that batters will be hearing from inside the circle. India have not had that for 10 games. They've come out and either blitzed it from the start or, you know, chased the total down at an ease at a canter with with Brett Coley. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the TV and a lot of the commentators are going, you know, the turning point was Travis Head's catch against Robert Sharma. Wasn't for me, it was it was Virat Coley. Virat Coley gets out, you know, defends the ball back onto his leg, rolls onto the stumps. Virat Coley was probably the only one in that team. That could have gotten at the time. He, he could have gotten India to two eighty, two ninety. Then we've got a contest. Now then, head might have to go that little bit earlier. You know the, the contest is on if they get two eighty, two ninety on this pitch. Virat Kohli could have because he's genius, like batting under pressure, not a problem at all. It's what it, the form is in in this tour, in this competition. That for me was the turning point because Keir Rahul can. About 107 balls for 60 odd. If he's got Virat Kohli at the other end, 
there's a there's a, a method and a way to get that extra boundary, you know, to utilize you know the 107 balls that he had. It just seemed as though once Coley was out, it was, well, who's going to get us there? And that, unfortunately, because of how well they've done in the tournament, that was that was always going to potentially come back and bite them. You know, we talked about South Africa having a breeze towards you know the last two games in the in the in the group games, and then you've seen cracks appear. All the top teams had in different patches. And you just hope, from India's point of view, that they didn't have it in the biggest stage. And unfortunately, there's a few people expecting it because you don't walk a tournament. I'm sorry, no matter what sport you play, whether you play football, you play rugby, you play yeah, tiddlywinks, you don't walk a tournament. You really don't. And that was always going to be the thing for India. 240 was never, ever going to be enough. Not against a team hard-nosed, hard-faced, who had won the World Test Championship six months ago. Travis Head got 100 in that game, and he got 100 in the final. In this game, he was brilliant. We uh, we often look back at the great Australian side, don't we? We know, you know, the World Cups they won 99, 2003, 2007, three in the spin. Uh, I don't think they lost a World Cup game, did they? It was something ridiculous for 10 years. What about this side? Because there's five of the members of this World Cup winning team today that won it in 2015. Um, I I don't know. Do they have they? Do they get the credit? Or they will do now, of course. But just you know, comparing this Australian ODI side to the one that did win three in a bounce, how do you compare them? Yeah, I think you compare them. You compare them in when they're finished, and a lot of them are finished. You know, Warner's mm-hmm. finished. I can't see Warner playing another World Cup. Um, Smith's finished. I don't see. I, I don't think. I don't think Steve Smith plays another World Cup. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood. I don't. Cummins, possibly. I, I'm not. I'm not so sure. But they are. They are modern greats of our game. Yeah, they are. Australia. It's very difficult to say they're Australian greats because of who and how they come before. You know, you, yeah. you try and pick a, an all-time Australian eleven, and and I scratch my head sometimes and think, how on earth do I get the ones I played against in the team? When you you also look at the likes of border, you know border and 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 Boone and 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 Bohr, all these players before that, so to try and if when you win six World Cups out of what ten, then all of a sudden trying to find a place for them in an all time eleven is very very difficult from an England point of view. Then no brainer, these lot that have just completely dive bombed and. Yeah, the debacle of this tournament. You know, eight or nine of them are in England's all-time greatest white ball eleven because we didn't set the bar that high, but these guys have. Ponton's lot did. Steve Wall's lot did. So where do they fit? It's hard not to look at Mitchell Stark not being in that. And you you look at Stark and you go, hold on, Stark is somebody who polarizes opinion. He is either hot or he's cold. But in big games, semi-finals of World Cups, finals of World Cups, when you blow Brendan McCollum away first ball, you get three for fifty-five in India against India. Yeah, that dismissal of, of Rahul. You know, you look at the likes of Glenn McGrath, and you know, if you, you look at Brett Lee's World Cup record, and you know, but, but boy, Mitchell Stark's World Cup record in the not across the tournament, but in the in the knockout games. 
I, for me, Mitchell Stark would be in one of the greatest Australian all-time 11s, World Cup-wise, because his numbers might not look great, but boy, semi-final and final, Mitchell Stark stood up both in 15 and, and this one. So, yeah, if you're going to look at that and try and, try and fit somebody in, and probably Stark might be one of the only ones, but, you know, I, I don't see Warner getting in over here and Hayden and, uh, and Gilchrist. That's that that's a combination I don't think ever anybody will ever knock off. You know, Ponting yeah. as well. Ponting at three. Ponting at three. So these guys, you know, the, the, the one person I probably would and might raise a few eyebrows would be Mitchell Stark. And it's more for the fact that he's semi-final and final, both times in 15 and in this one, he stood up, took wickets. And really, you know, Dean therefore is, you know, in in the big stage in the pressurized situation. So Mitchell Stark would probably be one of the only ones that would possibly get into an all-time Australia line for a World Cup. And Cummins, Pat Cummins, um, you know, has been criticized for his captaincy at times this year, certainly against England in the Ashes. I thought he was brilliant today. I thought he was brilliant and has been yep. brilliant at times throughout the tournament. He was under a bit of pressure at the start of the tournament. But when you consider his year, which started with the death of his mother, uh, he had to leave the India and the Border Gavaskar Test Series, then came to England, won the World Test Championship against India, drew 2-2 in England against Basball, and has now won a World Cup. Um, you know, that, that, that's it. That, I mean, there aren't too many people that uh, could have dealt with the, the tragedy and to yeah. return, not just to perform, you know, physically, but mentally as well. So huge credit must go to him. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, one hundred percent. He, I, I, I hate to say it as a as a very very proud Englishman who loved belting Australians, 
Of the last four or five years, for me, Pat Cummins has been my favourite cricketer around the world. I really have. Every time I see the guy and every time I see him bowl, every time I see him lead his country the way he does, for me, he has he has been my favourite cricketer for the last four or five years because of what he tries to do. You know, I was a former fast bowler and watching him, I watch him with so much joy because of the way he goes about his job individually. But the way he's gone this year, and you mentioned, you know, the death of his the death of a parent is is huge. We we seen that closely for our own captain and and what happened with Ben, Ben Stokes when when Jed died. And you know, what what Ben's done to put that, you know, the grief of that and make it work for him every time he goes out and you see the emotion. Whenever Ben Stokes does well, he looks the look to the sky. Pat Cummins seems to have have drawn everything on something sad to make sure that he lives every day in the moment of, you know, not only as a player, but as a captain. And to be the first ever fast bowler to win the World Cup, that's that's that for me says it all about Pat Cummins. We've had him around calm with Kabul Dev from an all-rounder's point of view, you know, a huge stream of batters. But for a fast bowler to lead the World Test Championship, regain the Ashes, and then to go on to win the World Cup for me, it's not very nice to say because he's an Australian. But boy, I think he, for me, he is the best cricketer in the world because of what he stands for, the way he goes about his job, and you know he inspires people to be the best they possibly can be as a leader. He's got better as a leader because there was times where we we all criticised, but yeah, it's easy to criticise from the sideline. It's hard when you've got that decision to make and you go in that emotion. So for me, you know, he was questioned during the Ashes by a lot of former Australian cricketers. And he came away and didn't lose them. You know, I regained them and he's gone and won a World Cup. So hats off and a huge congratulations because for me, I think he's brilliant. And lastly, how will this tournament be remembered for you? Um... A long one. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. But also, you know, there are question marks about its validity uh, and whether it's going to still be a 50-over tournament come 2027. I can't quite work out how it won't because, of course, you know, the rights have been sold um, and it doesn't really make any sense to me to have another 2020 World Cup But when there is one scheduled for 2024 and 2026. To then have another one in 2027 doesn't really make much sense to me but hey maybe i'm being a little naive but um do you uh do you hope has a stay of execution the format is there a future for it no i don't think there is unfortunately i think bilaterally the, the problem you've got is bilaterally 50 over cricket is as dead as it's going to be i don't think it ever recovers bilaterally um world cup i think we've just seen and we've just it's just been proven that we can have some good contests. I think the games have been, some of the games have been poor, but I don't think there's been one team where they've been absolute shambolic. You know, England have had a poor tournament, but there hasn't been, it hasn't been as though you're going, the top six, which I expected to be out and far away, nobody else will catch them. But the likes of Afghanistan probably need 50 over cricket. The Netherlands have shown that they can hold their own with the big boys. You know, Sri Lanka are an absolute shambles, but you, they had they had one or two players who, you know, Madhushanka probably would make my team in the tournament. 
So, you know, I'm Bangladesh as well. So I think from, from that point of view, it was far too long. I think we try and hopefully we try and understand why it was long because from a broadcasting point of view, they want their they want their airtime with India. Um, so I'd like to think in four years' time there will be a World Cup, but I'd be I'd be very very surprised if fifty over cricket is still going in twenty twenty seven. It might be just we have a fifty over World Cup, but bilaterally we don't have like the World Test Championship. We don't have like the you know your, the future tours program doesn't qualify with you have to play a certain amount of one days fifty over games against certain and yeah against all nations that might help and then you have a fifty over World Cup at the end of it but I'd be very very surprised for me in four years time if fifty over cricket is still you know still taking its breath because unfortunately the the little guys need it the big boys don't want it and. Uh, that how you marry that up bilaterally, I don't think you can. But I think for a for a World Cup tournament, not being the greatest, but we've had some. I think we've had some good cricket in that in that time. But it's just took it's just took far too long. Army, go and sit in a dark room for a bit. Um, uh, you'll be back. Man is actually tomorrow. He's going to be joining you from the uh, the airport hotel in. Wherever he is in the world, wherever he is, yeah, in India somewhere, ahead of his long journey back to Cape Town. I bet he's looking forward to that as well. Um, Harmi, thanks for all your work over the last uh, seven weeks or so. Uh, we will be back at some point next week, but yes, you and Har- and Manners on the Cricket Collective will be uh, dropping into your podcast inbox on Monday at some point. But uh, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.